get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, see if good things will happen for us. Yep, we are back. Justition at 73, and it is an OG. Man, <laughs> I mean. It's been a while. Right? I mean, God oh. God willing, those those archives will make it to the airwaves someday. We'll, we'll grab some screen clips. We'll have Wittick do a deep dive on those. But when we were testing the waters just to see if we could even put this together and have it be somewhat respectable. Yeah, that was actually, I was thinking about that the other day, about how when we first started doing this, it was literally like you and I sitting there in our houses on a Zoom call, screen recording the whole thing, and then we would just save it in a folder and not put it anywhere. And they're on, they're somewhere. I don't even remember where they're saved right now, but... They're definitely somewhere that it could be Skype. I, I don't even, I can't remember if, it, I think we tried Skype and Zoom, honestly. But uh, yeah, I uh, I would love to see those. I I I did watch them, but there were certain times where I was just like, Phew. not so much you. It was a me thing where no, I'm sure think, you felt the same way too. Yeah, I, would I think everyone's like that, right? Like even now, if I listen back to episodes, I'm convinced, and everyone I talk to, like nobody likes the sound of their own voice, right? Especially yeah. when it's recorded. Like you hear your own voice sometimes, and you're like. God, that's brutal. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's fun. It's and it's cool getting feedback too. Like even from some people who have said, you know, they listen to a couple of our early episodes we put out on Spotify or YouTube, and you know, then they've listened to some more recent ones, and they've said they were like, oh, you could tell like you and Benny have, you know, obviously had the chemistry, but built it up, and are both a little bit more smooth with the conversation and asking certain questions. So it is cool to see the growth from uh, the old days to the new, but this definitely brings me back the two of us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely humbling to get feedback too. I, I always appreciate it. Um, and yeah, it's also, it's also good to, to, to remember when you weren't so good, you're still learning. And we're yeah. continuing to learn, right? And, like, and I is... hope that, and I hope we look back at like you know episode seventy, episode whatever, you know, in in another year, and we're like, wow, that sucked. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then that's that means you're growing. That's what exactly. you want. So, I love it. Um, yeah, how how's the week been going for you? It's been going, man. Um, you know, it's got to play. A little bit more golf this weekend, which was uh, which was nice. As um, you know, we're getting to the back uh, the back nine of summer, if you will. Yeah. Um, so yeah, things have been good. I mean, it was super hot out, but you know, got, yes. to, got to post some decent scores. So you know, yeah. nothing to complain about there. How about you? You just got back from a little bit of a vacation yourself here. I did. Um, last Friday, got to. Uh, Got to play in a tournament, uh, benefit St. Jude Children's Hospital. It's always a uh, always fun. Um, out there at a at a sneaky course out in Concord, Concord Crest. Sneaky oh, yeah. course, sneaky yep. good layout there. Uh, great staff, great people. Uh, tournament was smaller tournament, very well run. Raised a good chunk of change though, so that's always nice. Um, 
played with a few uh, folks I work with at the day job. Um, great dudes. Always love golfing with those four or those three, I should say I would be four, but uh, you know, always a good shout out to uh, Neil Tristan and uh, Adam, my boy, Adam, who had the contact, got us in the tournament, but uh, started off three drives um, two went very right on the first hole, right into some trees. Not what you want in a scramble tournament. I go up, slap one down the middle. Um, it did one of those ones where, uh, sometimes I do it now that I put a driver back in my bag, I'll still tee it up a little too high. And I hit the ball super high, even if I tee it up low and I just hit a moon ball. And so like it went dead straight, but it went maybe 220. So this hole, you got a long way, and that's that leaves you about 250 into the into the green. And then uh, my boy Neil absolutely pipe bombs this one, about a five yard little button hook on it too, just just gorgeous. So we're seeing it, we're watching it come down, and we're like, that's that's right in the center of the fairway, like that's, and we're all pumped up, you know, first shotgun of the day, that kind of thing, like just just get it going because we're thinking we're going to birdie this thing so when you're in a tournament you think you're going to birdie it you're like first first shotgun with the boys at you know 10 o'clock on a friday sounds great so we we roll up there and we're just looking around the ball's nowhere to be found and we see this this group came over to us and they're like you guys just hit didn't you it's like no shit yeah we just hit what you know we're here uh, we didn't say that obviously. Right. But it was just that, that occurred in my brain. He's like, yeah, I saw that drive bouncing. Your, your boy hit the stake, made a hard left into the pond. I'm like, Oh my God. So right oh. there. What a high, high, just a, like, we were thinking, Oh shit. Oh shit. After the first three of us hit basically, I mean, mine was safe. Right. But still now how you want to start. Cause right. that's one of the reasons I even get invited to scrambles is I'm, consistent off the tee in my short game um and and neil's just like we're just pacing around this pond can't find it it was just one of those gut punches because you go from the high of we just saved our ass let's get a birdie to start one to the drive you thought was shmoney hits the yardage stake and hooks into the pond off of the however many bounces it was it was crazy it was a crazy day Turns out there were some absolute ringers that were in a group together. I think the worst guy in the group was a five handicap. So That's we didn't, yep. yeah, we didn't, yeah, yeah, pretty decent. Uh, we didn't know it at the time, but we were fucked anyways, for, right from the right from the jump. I think they finished 18 under par. So that was good. They had two, I think while they got to 18, they birdied everything except uh, I want to say they had two eagles. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so like showing like, up. That's like showing up a to a part. bronze game in beer league and you've got three college players on the other team. <laughs> yeah. What are you, you going to do? Yeah, exactly. And then we just, uh, after that, it, it, we had a couple where we got, we got in tight where we needed to be. And the pin placements of this course were unbelievable. Just right at the top of ridges, like down in little valleys. It was, they made, it was fun, but it, it was, you know, when it's that muggy out and you're just like, ah. Uh, you want to be in there. You want to put up a good number, but all all very minor compared to to the cause for uh, St. Jude. So either way, Absolutely. could have shot eighteen over. I wouldn't have cared too much helping for a good cause. It's it's always fun to get to do those tournaments because that was honestly my first golf tournament of the year. So 
absolutely a big fan of it. Um, but yeah, my vacation after that, the next day left for Lake Placid, obviously very historical place. Um, I mean, if you don't know about Lake Placid, you know, how beautiful it is, the scenery alone. I mean, very, very awesome place up in the Adirondacks. But as far as the hockey perspective, if, if you don't know, just, just unsubscribe. I honestly, like it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, it's uh, it was cool. And, and yes, for those wondering, I did rewatch miracle, the movie while I was there, it just felt right. You know, while the rain was coming down, had really nothing to do. Did my, my store shopping and all those things, you know, for the day had to pop it in, had to pop it on, you know, feel the feelings, all that sort of stuff. So, but it was a good time, uh, much needed little break. Things have been a little crazy, but, um, yeah, no, I, I hadn't been there since I played in a hockey tournament there. So it was cool to just kind of be a tourist and, uh, you know, take it in with a fresh pair of eyes and, appreciate things that you definitely don't really appreciate as like a 14 year old kid where you just are, you know, worrying about your pregame meals and shit like that stretch and making sure you play good. Cause you're going to play on the rink. Right. For yeah, one no, of the games. I, I kind of was going to ask you that too. Cause I, I knew you had mentioned to me before that you played there, but like, is that something when like youth teams play there? Are you, were you guys thinking about how cool that was when you were there or not really yeah. at the time? Okay. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Victory I just, real. I, I had to think that you would be, but then I could also see the perspective of like, Oh, it's a bunch of kids that like, they're just trying to like be out of town for the weekend playing hockey with their buddies. Like, No, that one, that's, that's it. That, that was there still, but there was definitely something different there where it, it wasn't a, it was just another tournament, but it was, you know what I compared it to? I was thinking about this on the drive home. It's not a major championship. Like it's not the open. It's not the U S open, you know, whatever. Right. But it's still really fucking cool to win the players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's still a big golf tournament. That's kind of how I thought about this one where it's like, to say you won a tournament in like Placid, you got to play a game on the miracle rink in that inside of those walls like that that rocked that was cool we got the shit kicked out of us by this canadian team but but whatever it's fine scored a goal whatever it's fine i'm not a i'm not a stat guy you know whatever i i, I <laughs> not a stat guy but scored but, a goal, but, for, but for that one yes i will that that was cool um but no it's and the coaches too, like they're trying to use it as a motivational tool. You got this, you know, great group of dads, basically just, you know, taking it on the chin, coaching the team for, for the kid and the, and his buddies and everything. So, you know, you know, they were going to sneak in a couple lines from the Herb Brooks speech into the pregamer there, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, that every it, year at that tournament, some guy is out there coaching his 10 year old kids, uh, team and he's watching youtube clips of that speech the night before the game and he's pacing in his hotel room thinking about what he's gonna say to his kids so mm -hmm. that they don't get the shit kicked out of them by some canadian team the there next you go. morning that's, that's it that's what it is right that's what it is absolutely 
Um, and I, if I was in that position, I'd probably recite the whole fucking thing and I'd end it with a table flip asking a kid, who are we playing? And he better answer Sweden. And I'm just going to let the table fly with the water bottles. <laughs> you, you, know, you just got to do it. It's, it's one of those things, man. Um, it's like going through a table at a bills game. Like, you, you know, it's, it's just part of the experience to, for a lot of people. So let it fly. I'm all about it. Fair um, enough. But yeah, that was uh, it was something where you knew it was just a regular tournament that you've done however many times before. It wasn't like a regional or a state one, but or a league championship game, whatever. Still a tournament, still want to win it. That's so, and uh, that was an added incentive. And it's impossible. Have you ever been? I actually haven't. No, I highly recommend it. It's a good trip. Yeah, take take the messes. You'll enjoy it. Um, lots of cool places to stay. It's fucking beautiful scene. The drive really isn't that bad. I think it's five and a half hours, but not terrible. It's really not. Um, when you go, it's impossible to not see and feel it. Like it's very, when you're walking on main street in this place, it feels very like what I would imagine, like a, a just a regular town in like Germany or Austria, like Switzerland, like it's got that with the mountains in there, the the beautiful bodies of water all over the place and everything like that. The style of the buildings, very, very cool in that sense. But when you walk into that Olympic complex where you got the, the speed skating oval outside, you got the 1980 rink, you got the new one they have and uh, the 1932 rink, I think it's called. Yeah, 1932 rink. Just being in there, seeing some of the stuff, they got a little museum and shit in there. They're, they're like modernizing it. There's construction right now, but um, it's impossible to not get that little, oof, right. you're, you're, you're here kind of thing. It's, it's very cool. It's, it's definitely worth it. It's a massive piece of American history and the greatest upset in sports history. In, in my opinion, and probably a lot of people's too, like that. It's just cool that that's basically in our backyard. It's an underappreciated part of the state that a lot of people, maybe so much, not even hockey people don't have the same appreciation for it. Maybe I don't really know, but as if you have any tie to the game of hockey, especially you got to go to Lake Placid. You're, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't go good food, good spots, everything, lots of stuff to do. Um, rent some, rent some boats, go for a rip on a, a little paddle boat, whatever, whatever you want to do there. But yeah, the, the, the history there, the, the hockey aspect being in that building is, is something very special that I think everybody should experience for sure. And again, like I said, it was cool to get hit that with a, like a refreshed look as 28 year old me versus 14 years prior, basically, I believe it was when I was last there. So uh, yeah, it was good. Good to get away for a little bit. Take a little, uh, take a little breather. Um, drank way more beer than I wanted to. I didn't want to drink any beer, but you know, you're around a beautiful piece of hockey history. The the beers come out. Got to do it. They just do. Um, so yeah, I uh, that's that's like the second to last little uh, trip for the summer. In a couple weeks here, gonna dip over to Cleveland, go to a Guardians game. Um, so that'll be cool. But yeah, other than that, just trying to get some golf in. We got a, we got the the summer hockey sessions wrapping up here too. Get get ready to hit training camp for the fall. Um, we don't do fucking training camp. It's just fun to say. 
<laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. Uh, what else? What else do you have going on in the summer though, too? It's besides uh, trying to get as much golfing as you possibly can. Yeah, not much. Just that and staying busy. It feels like everyone and their brothers getting married in the next two years. So mm. a lot of that stuff going on. Um, you know, get to be a part of a couple of those ceremonies coming up. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time, but a busy time for sure. Um, and honestly, I'm kind of as much as I love the summer and as much as I love golf, I love fall golf too, and I'm ready for the fall. You know, yeah. hockey, hockey comes back, football comes back. Yes, the, the leaves are changing. I'm getting, I'm getting geared up for it. You know, you're going to start about, getting, you're going to start getting pumpkin flavored beverages. Oh, you know, this is about the time of year. You know, yeah. like it's it's unbelievable. I'm ready for it. Um, you know, caught a little bit of some preseason action. Getting getting the itch. Might come out of retirement though. Uh, don't don't football you, season. Don't don't fuck with me. Um, do I that. already I already slated it in. Um, October 8th, my annual Texas is back bet against Oklahoma. Um, (laughs) you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to get hurt yet again. Um, I need, I need to add to my cult of people who tail my college football bets. And I know you would contribute some good ones too, because last year was was a crazy year. I, I, I was hitting at like 56% last year, so I really can't complain. That's You're hitting over 50%. You're doing okay. There was an era of my life for about three or four years where a couple buddies and I, who it's probably a good thing that they've since moved out of town and, and we don't live together anymore because we would literally wake up every Saturday, grab a breakfast sandwich, throw college game day on, and we would sit there all day long betting every single game on the college slate. And then you double down in the midnight kickoff of the Hawaii game because they always had the last kickoff. So you're either hammering it because you're up so much, you're trying to double your money or you're chasing your losses, but either way you're hammering the rainbow warriors. And it was just a beautiful, it was a beautiful life. It really was, you know, times were simple and, um, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to get back to that, but I think I'll, uh, you know, come out of retirement a little bit and have uh, have some fun on the uh, the old college football game days. Damn the Masters, damn them all! A tradition unlike any other. Fall Saturday nights, hammering the late games, usually Hawaii with the 11:15 p.m. kickoff. Oh. Just, it's just just an incredible place. To and you, you just roll it into the NFL too. I mean, as it's a gambler, it's it's not even for me too. Like for I, I don't know how you feel about this. I enjoy watching, and I could do it. Not as much, but I could do it. Like a fair amount, not gambling at all. I could watch college football much more than I could watch the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'll watch the Bills, right? Like it's it's right. just gonna happen. I just find it so much more entertaining. And I think the the unpredictability almost as stupid as that sounds as someone who's a very meticulous, like I'm very careful with my betting amounts, why I bet on a certain thing. I have to see certain check marks. I see need certain boxes checked. But God damn it, is betting on college football fun and you just like it's no, it's just it, something different about it. It really is. And for what other reason is someone in Buffalo sitting there watching, you know, in in Iowa State in 
you know, whoever game at 3 p.m. on a Saturday, right? Like, you just – it without, without that, you don't care. Um, you know, yeah. And I don't know. Like, I found that it's just – it's it's a fun way to stay in tune, and it got me to really follow it. Last year, I wasn't really betting at all. And honestly, it was weird because I grew up – I was a big sports fan, like all sports, right? I watched everything as a kid. And – as I got older, I kind of, especially football, I didn't find an interest in watching the game outside of, obviously, I'm a Steelers fan, you're a Bills fan. So, like, if the Steelers were on, like, I would watch that game. Or if the Bills are on, you're going to watch that game, right? But outside of that, unless I unless I bet on the game, I literally had zero interest in watching it. I was like, I'm not sitting here for three hours. Like, I don't care about, you know, the Vikings and Panthers game. I just don't. Yeah, I had a period like that. I was talking about this the other day um, with Ab on the ride home. Actually, I think it was ride home. It's some. It was at some point over this trip of like how I was mentioning how this that this time of year it gets like you start to feel like the the football overloads coming back, and especially now that that I'll bet a little bit like it's more it's it's brought me back where as a kid playing backyard football in the neighborhood and stuff like that, you would watch it all the time. You'd play Madden, same thing, street hockey, NHL, like, like you just, it was all consuming. Right. But then you get into like, I think later in high school and then like college, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck. I really yeah. didn't. It was basically hockey, soccer. Or that's it really for sports. I was partying, you know, music stuff, whatever. Right. You know, um, just wasn't quite the, wasn't quite the same, but I think the gambling definitely has, has been able to, to bring it back to where it interests me again. There's small little ways I can chuck a $20 bill on, you know, who scores the first touchdown. Like you can do all sorts of stuff, you know, and, um, it, it, it adds a certain element to it where I, I have a confession for you. I don't know if you even know this. Uh, growing up, did you know I was a Philadelphia Eagles fan? Oh, you have mentioned that to me before. Yeah. You know, and you know what? You know what's funny is a lot of people I feel like from Western New York grew up and they were fans of random teams, but have kind of adopted the Bills in recent years. Um, because I'm they're starting gonna, to get good, though. Yeah, like I'm not going to slap the bandwagon tag on all of you, but, you know, I could. Um Oh, but, if you if you want to, I I don't care if if you ever you know I won't even take offense to it though. It's just you know I moved out here, I live out here. Like I want the Bills to succeed. Did I, I have some? Yeah. Did I have some laughs? Some genuine belly laughs when they stunk, and you could turn on five fifty out in Rochester and just oh, yeah. listen to the post game drunk Collins. I mean, my God, is that that should be a stand up special in its own right. That was more Greg. fun than the games itself. Honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, when Frank from Cheek the Waga calls in and is losing his mind over a Bills game on AM radio, like that's just that's top tier entertainment for sure. good stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, the thing with where I think we grew up too is interesting because, like, obviously I'm from the Rochester area, you know, you're from the extended area kind of between Rochester and Buffalo. Yeah. Um, and where I'm at, 
I used to tell people because they'd be like, oh, isn't everyone in Rochester a Bills fan? I was like, not really. Like I had if I had a group of, you know, 10 buddies in high school we played fantasy football with, I think two to three might have been Bills fans and the rest were just an assortment of any other team. Um, Because even though the Bills are the closest team, there's a lot of people from Rochester that either, you know, don't just follow Buffalo sports because it's the closest or their families are from other places like mine. Uh, so they're, fr- they're fans of, you know, whatever teams their families are, are fans of and whatever. And, you know, then a lot of those people, when they came to Buffalo, they just like, I saw it a lot with friends from college. One of my best friends from high school actually went to college with me in Buffalo and he grew up a Minnesota Vikings fan, was <laughs> always a big Vikings fan. Shout out AJ. Um, and like probably second half of college, he just kind of started buying Bills gear and going to some tailgates. And now he's a big Bills fan. And he just said he was like, you know, I got ingrained in the culture. Yeah, it just eats now, you I up. Went, now, I went the other way because as a kid, I think I really relished in people hating the fact that I like the different teams. Right. I loved I loved being the kid that was a fan of a different team than everyone. And a good else, team. Right. Right. In a good team. But it was it was less so about the fact that it was a good team. And it was more so that, like, you know, you're going to zig. I'm going to zag. Right. And yeah. I don't I don't need to be the person that's a fan of the same team that the other 10 people in the room like. Um, so I, I always kind of enjoyed that. And I still Part of me enjoys it now too. Like last year, uh, for the home opener for the Bills, it was actually against, <laughs> it was against the Steelers, and right. I went to my buddy's house. There was probably twenty of us there, and I was in my Steelers gear, and nobody wanted to talk to me in the second half of that football game. Uh, but I kind I kind of like that. I don't know, but I've also I have often wondered because I've never had it in my life um, outside of really just watching with my dad at home. I've never been in an environment where I'm watching games consistently on a Sunday and everyone else around me is rooting for the same outcome. It's usually me versus everyone else in the room. And I have kind of wondered what it would be like or if I would like it, if it was, you know, the whole like community sense. And I guess I can get where that's appealing because, you know, you look around and it's like, I'll, I'll watch like a Bills game where they're playing, you know, some random team, um, you know, on a Sunday night or something like that. And I'll watch all of my friends living and dying with every snap, like, you know, holding each other and jumping into each other's arms for a big play like that. You know, the Chiefs game last playoffs that was just a heartbreaker. You know, they're all jumping in each other's arms on big plays when they take the lead. They're. You know, they're holding each other when shit goes wrong and they're all like together. And then I'm just sitting there kind of in a chair in the corner drinking a beer being like <laughs> 13 seconds. That sucks. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, but it's just, right? <laughs> right? I mean, uh, oh, it, but, it, but it is what it is. And I've kind of wondered what it would be like to be in that room and be you, kind, uh... of, kind of part of that crew because I've, I've never really had that feeling of community around a sports team like that. See, I, um, I think about this a lot too. Um, I honestly, though, I mainly think about it being a, uh, a very uh, stoic Liverpool fan. 
And uh, I've talked about it before on the show, but don't even fucking start. I don't want to see any comments about the bandwagon bullshit. Okay. No, you're not. I was getting I was getting Liverpool games off an illegal cable box, and I won't say where, but I was watching them back when that existed. You had the fake dish network cards you popped in the thing. All right. (laughs) I was snagging those from cyberspace, watching Steven Gerrard just running the midfield. So I don't want to hear it. Um but I have such a strong desire to uh, to do, you know, whether that's like, but like, I'm also, I don't know if I'm into the fan clubs and that kind of stuff where it's like, because I know they're around here, right, for the soccer yeah. thing. I want to be over there in, in the real shit. Right. Like I am with the Sabres. Like I want the, the same, you know what I'm saying? Like that's. That's one thing I think about, but it's like, what do you think? What's a preference? Cause I think this is like, I don't want to call it a controversial or like too much of a hot take. Um, but to some people it might be for me, if like, so if my favorite team is playing a game, I don't want to go out to a bar to watch it, whether it's the penguins or the Steelers, whatever. Like, I don't want to go out to a bar to watch the game. I don't want to go to a party to watch a game where there's 25 people there. I want to sit at home. I want to be kind of locked in a little bit and I want to pay attention to the game. Right. I don't want like all the other bullshit and distractions going on. Mm. And I think a lot of people like they want like that. Oh, like, you know, the bills are playing or whoever's playing this weekend. They want to get together with all their friends and watch a game, which I can understand that. But I feel like you don't actually pay that much attention to a lot of big moments in the game. You spend half the game getting up, going to the snack table, talking to somebody else. It's like, yeah, I just, I just like to be like by myself or with one or two people that are there for the same reason and just lock into the game. I think those people are mainly there for the party yeah. atmosphere. It's a get together. The, the game's kind of secondary, which I understand because I honestly I'm kind of like that with with the bills. I will never root against them. Right. Um, but you're not, think, you're not living or dying by if they win or lose, you're not losing sleep over it. If they lose a game. No, not really. I want them to do well. I want them to win the super bowl this year. I'm going to bet on them quite a bit. Like mo- a lot of people I'm sure will, but yeah. like I, I'm tapped in, I pay attention, like, but it's just that football isn't the, that sport that I turn into. Yeah you know, that little baby in the penguins uniform, the gift that you always see, <laughs> like, like that's, that's me with the Sabres. That's right. hockey for me. Um, it, you know, maybe a little bit with, with the soccer, depending, you know, once the season really gets going, but um, you know, still, it, even if I can be that way with Liverpool, it doesn't touch how I am with the Sabres. I can be in the arena. I can be at a party. I can be on someone's shoulders in the party in the plaza, hopefully sooner than later. I don't care what's going on around me. I have such a hockey brain that I am in. Yeah. I, I can be locked in. And I think the thing with hockey for me is it's it's got this smoothness to it. You know, there's yeah, the consistency where it's football. It's like heavy metal dubstep for 10 seconds and then a break for two minutes. It's see, easy to start make, get looking around. I make that argument all the time with football, right? Because obviously being a bigger hockey fan than football fan, I think we are in the minority. Um, yeah, I would in say terms, so. In terms of like just number of people. But people would ask me all the time, be like, do you honestly like watching hockey better than football? I'm like, yeah, 100 times better. Like football, I feel like I watch 
more State Farm commercials than live action. Yeah. Like, you're watching, it's like, all right, they ran two plays, and now we're going to watch three State Farm commercials and, you know, whatever. And then they come back, they run one more play, somebody calls a timeout, we're going to another five-minute commercial break. It's like, mm-hmm. like hockey. Like hockey has, like you said, it's got that flow to it. It's there's constant back and forth. Things can change on a dime. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. I there's something about it, man. I can't wait for October. I know, man. It just clicks. Um, I don't even know if I had mentioned it's official. I am a season ticket holder for the Buffalo Sabers. Shout out to Kim and Terry for the opportunity. Um, have seasons to start this year, though. <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. Um, I'll be over in section 115, shoot the DMs, hit me up. I'll always, you know, shoot the shit, hang out, whatever, have a drink. I'm always down. Um, not sure what package I'm picking yet though. I haven't seen anything. I was going to ask that, you how, to, cause you told me a couple weeks ago that you were picking up the, uh, the half seasons, which yeah. you guys got a two pack, right? Two tickets. Yes. I'm uh, splitting them with my buddy, Aaron, shout out, Aaron, and, the man, uh, sick so roller I'm- hockey player too. Gotta love him. Sick. So, uh, which makes did, makes no sense. Just really quick, makes no sense how good this kid is at roller hockey because he played goalie in ice. Doesn't make any sense. But well, you know, it's it, it, there's a goalie involved, so kind of makes sense that it doesn't make sense, if you will. So, sorry, continue. Um, no, I just want to ask you when you do those half season ticket packages because obviously there's 41 home games. Yeah. How do you? Do they randomly assign everyone that does the half season what games you get, or do you get to select what games you want to go to? So to my knowledge, you they have a blue and a gold package, and they list the games that come with that package, and you pick one of the two options. So gold being more expensive, but you'd get – I think it's – no, I, I don't – no, 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 no. Uh, I don't think there's there's no difference in the pricing. Okay. on the packages it's just i think what they do is they go through you you get some of the original six in here we'll throw some of the original six in here you get a couple westerns couple westerns honestly for this year i gotta say i think the x factor is going to be what package is november 10th going to be in because that's the i feel like i'm going to pick that one i just i missed the first time i, I feel like i got to be in the building for the the second time jack comes back it's just yeah. I'm so curious. I think um, a lot of I think a lot of people will be on the uh, whatever the one that comes there. in. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, no, they 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 pretty much what I from what I've gathered because again I haven't seen my my official options yet. But just from what I you know talking to obviously when you you take on something like this you poke the brain of people that have done it before. Shout out to the funnel guy, very informative. I know that's surprising to a lot of people, but very knowledgeable, very informative guy on many subjects actually. And one of them being uh, Saber season tickets. Uh, he will be there full season, by the way. So see if you can spot him. I don't know if we'll be in the same getup. I don't he know gave if he's up his seasons right, and now he got him back. Yeah, he um he he tried to quit him. He he really did. But in all fairness, he was yeah. busy with the kid for a while and all that sort of shit, right? But like. They stunk too. Like there was no, there was no upside. There was nothing. There was no promised land. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. It was all shit. It was all bad. Um, But he's back. He's back in the fold. Um, He, uh, I I remember the day he did it. He came. He waddled, waddled up to to me and was just uh, slapped his hand down. Yeah, uh, lump sum done. I'm in. 
And I had to sit there for a minute, and like he oh, he, he does man. this sometimes. And I'm just like, oh, he must have got his season tickets, and that's a that's that's what it was. But it was you know funnel guy being the funnel guy, um, right? Even if he's not in his uh, usual outfit, just I I just I want to see him you know while that horn's going off ripping a ripping a beer. I I just want to see it, um, pulling out that chug bud and just getting after it because it's gonna feel it's gonna feel good. Um, but I'm excited for it. Uh, just be, always been curious how season ticket stuff worked. Obviously, um, you know, I've been to games with season ticket holders. Um, you know, Matt's family had them growing up. So I've got to do a handful of those. It's just a cool experience. I've always wondered what it's like to, uh, you know, be someone that has them. So we're going to see how it goes. Start with the half season. Um, you know, very fair pricing, in my opinion, for the amount of hockey. I mean, that's 20 hockey games you get to go to right i mean i'd go to about you figure guaranteed 10 yeah you know for someone like me um but that kind of touches on how i am too like sometimes i like to be locked in and things but again where it's different from like football watching hockey in person is amazing so it's oh, like yeah 100%. it's great yeah. on tv too but it's like it's the difference in football in person and hockey in person is astronomical it's astronomically I, better watching hockey in person than football. I agree. I don't really like football in person. I like watching football on TV. I don't yeah. like watching football in person because I think it's too difficult to actually see the play. Right? Like somebody fumbles the ball. Like you can't tell if he was actually down or not before then. Um, in a it, Bills game too, I, it's like this probably with every fan base, right? But like there's, there's funny people at Sabres games. There's people doing goofy shit. But there's less people there, first of all. And second of all, when was the last time you saw somebody at a Sabres game or any hockey game dressed up in full gear, helmet and all, sitting in a seat, standing up, watching the team? I see about 10 of those guys anytime I go to a tailgate, and I just I, – I always end up finding one of them. And, you know, whether he's, like, mimicking Josh Allen, like, going under center, popping back, or he's just, like, like one of those – car dealership things in the wind just blowing around because he's hammered like i just i get stuck people watching and it's the pace of the game makes it difficult enough for me to keep up with but i just end up people watching some of these animals that are in the stands at football games it's unbelievable so i get and i'm like fuck of course i missed the goddamn josh allen just hurtled somebody everyone's going nuts because i'm watching this guy tip over like like a goddamn degenerate. And, so I don't know. I'll say it. I don't as know. a fan, as a fan of an out of town team, if I if I go to a hockey game, I'm not afraid unless you're unless you're the scumbag traffic cones down there in eastern Pennsylvania and you're in that arena. Um, <laughs> you know, I I'm not concerned about going into like the arena in Buffalo and out of town gear and having people like throw a beer at me or try to fight me where I watch that stuff happen every time I go to a Bills game. Yeah. Somebody is trying to fight somebody that or throw a beer at them or whatever because they're drunk and they're being idiots. And I wonder if that's going to come back as the Sabres start to take off here because it's good so, it, so it's, that's, it's happening. that's what that's what i wasn't sure of either right because so i didn't move to buffalo until 2013 so by that time the sabers were already not great right and the bills were kind of not good for the first probably three to four years I was they were here. both kind of the worst spot to be 
Yeah, the like part. they were kind of that mediocre, like you're not getting the top draft pick at that point, but you're also not making the playoffs. And then obviously the Bills got good. Probably 2017 was their first playoff appearance with Tyrod when they made the wild card. Um, and then obviously the rest is history with Josh Allen. But the Sabres, since I've been here, have not been a good team. So I don't I've actually never been in Key Bank Arena when it is electric, right? There's been a couple games I've been to where the Sabres were on like that 10 game unbeaten streak a few years ago. I went to one or two games in that stretch and it was buzzing in there. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a hostile environment. And I don't know if that's because they haven't been good or I don't know if that's just how that arena typically is regardless. I think it's a little of both. I mean, I went to a game. I got pulled out of school early. Uh, went went with Matt, his dad, my dad. Um, they were playing the Avalanche. Um, it, like I said, it was a Monday. And, I mean, this was in 2003, maybe, 2002 even. So, like, cup contending, cup contending Colorado Avalanche. Patrick Watt, um, you know, uh and it wasn't it might have been yeah it's 2003 2004 2002 Still somewhere somewhere in forsberg like exactly ugh. um you know tanga hey duke rob blake adam foot like you could go on and on and on right and i tell you the sabers kicked the shit out of them they beat the piss out of the colorado avalanche and that was just game like 41 of the season, maybe, or it was, it didn't really mean much. And that place was nuts. That was a, a good amount of avalanche fans in there. Um, you know, admittedly, sorry, everybody. I had my mini Joe Sackick Jersey on cause he was my favorite player. Sue me. They lost. Oh, well. Sue me. <laughs> um, but God damn it. Was that fun? I remember that like, like it was yesterday, but you know, those party in the plazas, those playoff games, that is, that's where you're like, oh, okay. Everyone talks about this being the Bills town and a football town. This, this, this is a fucking hockey city, man. Like people, it's, I realize it's been, you know, the better part of, you know, we're working on two decades here. Like I get it. I get it. But that's how, but that's how it was for the Bills too. They went 17 years in a row not making. And the it's playoffs. different. And it's now different they, and with now football a, too. Yeah, and now they're a Super Bowl contender year after year, though. So it's like you're gonna get there. Like, you guaranteed eight games, eight home games as a football fan. I understand the craziness, the party. I think all that. that actually, I th- I do think that is part of it too. Is like you only get eight opportunities when it's football, yeah. where like hockey there's 41 home games yeah so like you can't go that and especially because half of them are weeknights so exactly like, you can't go that hard for you know game 42 of the season on a tuesday night at seven o'clock yeah you, you can't be doing that so but like again it's just matter of fact differences right and but again too i think you'll see much sooner than later too i think you're gonna get that and you're gonna be you're gonna see and feel where it's like oh all right, now we're talking because you know being a bigger hockey guy and all that sort of stuff. So I think you're gonna you're gonna enjoy that. I really do because, yep. like I said, I mean, there's been so many times on the show in the past, just in conversations, where I'm like, this thing is heading the right way, and I'm here to tell you today, as I've said probably many times, 
even just since I left, right? I didn't realize how far away we were and how truly fucked up stuff was not having the right people in place. We got the right people. They're making the draft picks. They're keeping them, developing them, signing them to entry-level deals the same year they get drafted. Yep. Unheard of for the Sabres outside of the top pick. Like, so that's what you need to do. And if you keep your picks and you keep making them, there's no, you can't find an organization that doesn't eventually just have it come together. The ones that are turn out to be teams like the Sabres and the Coyotes and shit, they trade away all these pieces. They trade pieces away. They think they're a player away, and they're fucking not. So take that for what it's worth. But, buddy, you're going to see, you're going to get to experience Buffalo as a hockey city yep. sooner than later. And the, the, the ball's being put on the tee this year because I, I, there's a lot to like. Um, and we're going to be talking about this so much more as uh, as we creep closer to opening night and everything. But, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying, and it's definitely going to be uh, it's going to be fun to, to see this continue to grow. So I'm ready for it. I've been ready for it for 12 fucking years. Who am I kidding? But, um, yeah, I, um, I have to continue on the hockey, though. Your boy. Don't call him that. Don't your boy. That. He's your boy. Jacob Truba, he's captain of the New York Rangers. I mean, Tudor, Tudor, Tudor. What are they thinking, honestly? Ryan Callahan, Mark Messier. All right, shout out Ryan Callahan. Jacob Truba. Um, I mean, what are you going to do? I just – Big shout out to Ryan Callahan. I I thought about it earlier today. And first of all, I was talking to a friend of ours that's also a Rangers fan. Um, and I I don't understand the move at all. I really don't get why Truba is getting the C. Um, and the main reason is I look at their roster. So I, I looked at the contracts and who they have under contract long term, right? Because at first I thought like, oh, maybe they want like a younger guy that like they've got under, you know, contract for some term, you know, some stability with the C on the sweater, all that stuff. But then I was like, all right, you have Adam Fox, who's already won a Norris. He's young. I don't know how vocal he is or isn't. I don't know what he's like on the day to day, but he stuck out. And then I looked at it. You have Mika Zibanejad, who already had an A at eight more years left on his deal. You have Chris Kreider. who Zibanejad has eight years left on his deal. Eight eight years left. I'm looking at it right now on Cap Friendly. When did they extend him? It must have been like last year. So Mika Zibanejad's under contract through 2027-28. It looks like on here. But yeah, eight years remaining, and then he's a UFA. And then Kreider has five years remaining, then he's a UFA. And he was also an A this year. So it's like I didn't understand why one of the two of those guys didn't 27, get 27-28, so that's six years. Well, maybe this chart just doesn't go far enough over. Um, but Good anyway, point. it says eight years UFA. But So if you got Fair eight enough. years on Ed, you got five years left on Kreider, and four years left on Truba. So I guess I didn't understand it from that perspective either, what I originally thought. I just thought mm-hmm. one of those two guys, Zibanejad or Kreider, would be – you know, someone that you'd pick to wear that C. Um, but I I don't know. Like, I mean. 
I would have to agree with you. It doesn't. It, it just didn't make sense to me. Like I don't. I don't get it. Like they're longer standing Rangers, and you know, I. I don't know. Yeah. Like I completely agree with what you're saying. But one Fox would have been the guy for me. Yeah, I think. I could see the argument of he's young. Kreider even too. He's been there. He's, yeah. He's got. He's so close to all these franchise records. I mean, I would say the way he plays the game too. Um, I think he would have been my choice. I agree. Uh, you know, so, and the other the other thing that I kind of wanted to bring up here, and I think this is kind of a a good segment for us, is talking um, with a buddy who has given me some, you know, razzing me a little bit because he knows how much I don't like Truba, um, and he was like, "Yeah, they'll probably keep the other guys as." all four of them as, as assistants and we're the A and then they'll do two for home games, two for away games. Am I, am I alone in thinking that is the dumbest thing? And I really think it's just ridiculous when teams do that. It's like, what is the point of having different A's for home games versus away games? Like just pick two guys. You have one C you have two A's and call it a day. Like, why do you need to give it to half your roster so that depending on where you're playing, they can, you know, wear a letter? I don't get it. Am I, am I, am I alone in thinking that that's kind of stupid? I definitely don't think you're alone um, in the broad big spectrum here, and you're certainly not alone on this this call here. Here's why when you're saying – what did you – okay, so – so, so they got they'll have so, so they, they'll have Truba and then they'll have four. This guy was saying they're gonna have four alternates. Well, so so they had four alternates last year. They had four guys. So I didn't even know an A. They had Panarin, Zabanajed, Kreider, and Goudreau. And those guys, it de- it depended on if you were home or away. So two guys would wear it for home games and two guys would wear it for away games, and it rotated. But I just I don't understand that and he basically came back and was like well you know not everyone has you know the Crosby Malkin Latang situation that the Penguins have and I'm like I get that like they're the longest standing trio in NHL history I believe but at the same time like you can't like why can't you have one captain and two alternates and then leave it at that like it just seems ridiculous to me and then i you know egged them on a little bit and i sent out the participation trophy gifts but there you go um, um just just put a put an a on everybody at that point well that's what yeah, i'm saying i mean know, like, I, I just i was curious to get your thoughts on that because i've always thought it was ridiculous and i remember watching rit hockey um a handful of years ago because obviously the school mm. I went to also played in Atlantic hockey for division one and RIT was right in my backyard growing up. And I right. remember going to a couple RIT games and they had like four guys that had a C on their sweater. And it was like, okay, so does everyone get a C when they become a senior? Like what's the deal here? Like, yeah, I, I just think it's dumb to do it. Like, you know, it's, it's one guy or two guys for the A. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, I think it takes away the credibility and what that letter means in a locker room. I don't, I also don't think you need a letter to be a leader and to be a top leader on a team. And maybe that's, maybe that's the argument for why a guy like Kreider didn't get it. Maybe the organization looked at it and was like, you know what, if he speaks in the locker room, everyone's going to listen anyway, whether he has a C or not. So, you know, maybe give it to somebody else, but I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't get I the Rangers one's weird. I Trub- understand Trubas, yeah, like I, I don't know. I understand the four alternates, no captain. You're trying you're giving guys opportunities, you have a letter. And then you see how they perform. One of those guys, captain. Yeah, you see how that tells me you're going to pick one of those four. See how they perform. Who do you think stood out among? That's how you're shrinking the candidates. So who stood out among those four? That I understand, and that's not just a Sabres fan talking because we've been dealing with that for, you know, you know, obviously since Eichel left and everything. Like we've had lots of turnover, so we've had to get a lot of new captains. Um, But. I just I don't get the the lots of letters thing like. So if you're Chris Kreider or you're Mika Zibanejad, are you pissed right now? I don't know about Zibanejad. I'd be I'm keeping my A fine. Kreider, I'm like, I don't see Kreider being that guy. But if I'm Chris Kreider, it's like. But it also it I'd also I'd be like Drew. I'd be like I'd you know Drew Chris listen. The fuck has this guy done? Well, and then you got the laundry list of Kreider. Like, I got this, 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 and this on my stats. I'm right here with this guy. I think he's the franchise leader in power play goals I in the playoffs. So too, but and, and it's not even like, it's not even so much the accolades. It's more sure. so to me. It's exactly what you just said a couple minutes ago. Then there's whole career. If there's well, it's that. But even throwing all that away. The fact that four different guys had an A last year, exactly what you said a couple of minutes ago. To me, that's like, all right, like, you know, yeah. you're, you're seeing who out of this group is going to emerge and get the C. And I think if they gave it to Zabanajad, a guy like Kreider is going to be like, cool, that's my guy. Or vice versa, if they gave it to Kreider or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like, to have, like, it's essentially like, okay, this is a four horse race. And then, Oh, Nope. We're going off the board. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm one of those guys, am I irritated? Maybe, especially if you're not going to keep all four as A's, like if they went down to two, like, are you now like, okay, so I just lost my letter, but I'm still on the team. I don't know. Yeah. I could see there depending on, you know, certain guys. And I bring up Kreider because I don't think publicly or even with his teammates, he would have, that kind of vibe, but at home, I could see him being like, I mean, I'm the most seasoned guy on this team. I know well, how I to deal so. with this pressure. I know how to play in this city. If you can stay on that team through what they've been through, as long as that guy's been in the league and still be a top player on that team through multiple head coaches and GMs, I come on. Like I, I can see him being a little frustrated because I knocked the Rangers. I love, you know, I love hitting some of those nerves with, you know, the Rangers and everything as much as the next person. But, like, listen, that franchise is a big fucking deal. That's an original six team. Yeah. And if you're a competitor who makes it to this level, such as a Chris Kreider, and you feel that you're a top leader on this team and you're the most seasoned guy in the locker room who's been there the longest and the style in which you play and – just the energy he gives off when he plays too. Um, I could definitely see him being a little like, hmm, kind of puzzled or being a little hurt by it. Yep. I don't think it's going to affect his play. I don't think I don't it changes either. anything, but it, yeah, it's a little weird. It's definitely a little weird yeah. when you got the four assistants, you know, and then you don't pick any of them. I, yeah, it's weird. 
Um, I could see Kreider being a little having a chip on his shoulder this year. Maybe, oh, maybe that's going to take a preseason a player point prop total for Chris Kreider. Maybe take that over, whatever that number is. Playing a little chip on the shoulder. What's the prop on uh, Kreider getting uh, traded at the deadline? <laughs> maybe you could sprinkle a little spare change on that. Um, right. But yeah, it, it is interesting. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, how it shakes out. Um, I know one other thing too. Uh, I wanted to touch on before we depart here. Where the fuck is Nazim Kadri going to play hockey next year? I can't figure this one out, man. Wasn't it, there was talk about the Islanders? Was there not, or is that done now? I can't even. I haven't been paying much attention. God, I hope what? it's the Islanders. Give it to me. Yeah. I lose always lurking back there in the weeds. I would love it. Um, it makes a ton of sense. I think at this point, too, it's like wherever he can go get the bag, right? Like, he just won the cup. So, like, not to say that, like, I'm good there in the sense that you obviously want to win it every time you play if you're in the NHL, but... This is not, his time to get his payday, like we were yeah, saying like last week with Sean. Yeah, yeah you're, you're just not going to take a discount, I would think, to stay on a team that you think might be ready today um, to win it if you just won, but... I don't know. I'll be interested to see where he ends up. Um, I don't know. He's a he's a hell of a player, and that dude deserves whatever contract uh, he wants. Really, it's just he's he's an unbelievable player, and some team's going to get very lucky to land that guy. For sure, dudes. This has been a blast. It was a flash from the past. It's always a treat when we just get to uh, chop it up in a solo episode. We obviously missed Eric a ton today, but oh, yeah. throwing it back to the real roots with you was a pleasure today, my friend. For sure. Everybody, thanks so much for listening. This has been episode 73 of Just Dishing It. We will be back next week for a brand new episode. Thank you so much again for all the support uh, through it all, man. It's been, uh, it's been a great ride so far, and uh, we're going to keep going. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your time. We will see you next week on Just Dishing It. Have a good week, everybody.